Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylive.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. I'm glad to be in a new year, a new start, a fresh start. Everybody needs that, and we definitely need that in this moment. And uh, I'm glad to be standing here today with you, celebrating the goodness of who Jesus is, and uh, ready to preach our first Sunday of the new year. Amen. You, uh, you had last week, uh, Pastor Brandon Pippen spoke, and, and uh, I didn't get to be here, but uh, the guy just knocked it out of the park, didn't he? And... Uh, so he, he preached about moving on, and so we moved on out of one year into the next and, and just here to, to see God do. I want this to be the greatest year Parkway has ever experienced, every Jesus name. And so I'm going to preach along that line because I want to, uh, they say you get what you preach. I want to preach it. I want to preach the, 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 the favor of the Lord today. And uh, so I want to preach, I want to just simply call us in this new year, I want to call it new favor, new favor, and ask the Lord to, to speak to us in a big way. If this is your first time to be with us today, we're honored to have you, and I know maybe you step in an environment that you're not used to, and, and you're still trying to fill it all out and get it all figured out. Uh, good luck on trying to figure out uh, Parkway. It's just an opportunity for us to experience the Lord and come together and be family and lift each other up in our hurts and, and rejoice with one another on our mountaintops and it's the power and the joy of a church family and we're thankful that you're here today and thank you for choosing Parkway today and hope you come back and, and uh, start of our series next week and God just continues to do a work in you. So we're going to talk about new favor today. While you're still standing, let's read this, this text today. It says, a good name, a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. And then look at this part. It says, and favor. Everybody said favor. And favor is better than silver or gold. Now, that is a wise proverb right there. That is a good word. God bless you. You may be seated. There is a supernatural ingredient that can make our life better, and that is understanding God's favor in our life. Understanding God's favor. Not just hearing about it, but understanding God's favor uh, lets us tap into a supernatural ingredient in our life that I believe will make our life better. God says favor in your life is more valuable than, than money silver or gold, than, than money in our life. And if you can tap into favor, you will experience, I believe, the better that God has for your, your life. I'm gonna give you a number of scriptures today to, to help uh, flesh this out. And Psalms chapter 30 and verse five in the NLT says this, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his, his favor lasts, last a lifetime 
And then it says this, weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. I kind of feel like uh, this fresh year is a fresh morning for the church, fresh morning for your life. It's a do-over. It's pushing the reset button. It's that moment in your life where you kind of get to have a fresh start. How many of you, how many of you, and I, last year, in the last, well, let's say in the last nine, ten months, in the craziness of COVID, found yourself in a public place and you sneezed. I mean, you used to sneeze. I, 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 I do a lot better now, but I used to struggle with allergies real bad. And, um, and I would sneeze in public and people wouldn't even, you wouldn't even think about it. Now, if you sneeze, it is like everybody starts looking at you like, you God-forsaken man. And people like start running for the doors. I mean, and they give you evil, like why did you come out sick? And, and you want to stand up and you go, bro, bro, I'm not sick. Welcome to Southeast Texas. This is what we do. We sneeze for a living around here. Uh, we, we were sneezing before, before COVID, ever, you know. And, and, but, but it's just, what we, and, and you know, what happened to people saying, God bless you? Now it's like, God, get us out of here or get you out of here. But what happened to God bless you, saying God bless you as a polite response to the human function of sneezing originated with, from what I'm understanding, from Pope Gregory in ancient Rome during the devastating bubonic plague. That's tough, that's tough to say. But during the bubonic plague, the, the, the Pope of that time started saying, why don't we start saying a prayer a little short prayer over people when they, when they sneeze and why don't we just start saying God bless you after, after each sneeze and this may, or may not, this may or may not have been the actual source of where this starts but that's what I'm understanding where it started and people just started saying God bless you just kind of hey man I don't know what's going on with you but God bless you God bless you and and even now, uh, up till 10 months ago, people said, God bless you after a sneeze. Because there is something in the human desire and quite natural for us to want the blessing or the favor of God. We kind of want that. It's, it's something that it's nice to hear when somebody speaks over you. God bless you. Brandon and Courtney, May 2021, be a year of God's blessing. And that, that just feels good. Why don't you just turn around and tell somebody, just say, God bless you. You don't even have to sneeze to do it. Just, just say, say it one more time. Say, God bless you. Say, it just, it just kind of feels good. This kind of feels good. Let me tell you what favor, I like, I like to say it like this. Favor is, check this out, favor is a divine advantage. It's a divine advantage. God's favor or grace, and we could use grace there too. It's that unmerited favor of God. God's favor or grace is God giving us the ability to do something which is humanly impossible for us to do. 
want to say it again. God's favor is God giving us the ability to do something which is humanly impossible for us to do. I am praying God's favor on this house this year. God, do some things that's humanly impossible for us to do. You step in, put up, give us divine advantage in that moment, and let your blessings be bestowed upon. Let me, let me tell you this. For example, it is only by God's undeserved favor that we can experience eternal life. It's only by God's grace that we have the ability to live for the Lord. It's the opposite of living a life of anger and sadness and bitterness. If you are tired of that way of life, I'm encouraging you to come on over to the other side and step in to the favor of God. That doesn't mean there's not gonna be tough days, and we'll talk about that in here in a few minutes, but, but it does mean that even in my tough days, I have the favor of God to walk me through the thing called life. It, and so it's, it's different. You know, favor is different than favoritism. God, God shows no one favoritism, and we learned that in Romans chapter two and verse 11, but when a person has the favor of God, it's like having divine momentum. I, I, I'm a sports guy, and so I like to watch when momentum shifts. I was watching a game last night, and I saw it, the momentum shift with A&M uh, playing, and, and I know Kevin Van Doren liked that. And, but when that momentum shifted in that game, Boy, stuff started happening. And I'm not, I'm not because there's something to having a momentum shift in sports. I, 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 I want, it's, having the favor of God is like being and having divine momentum. And I think sometimes we, we like to apply these things to sports, but we forget to start applying these things to our family. And I want divine momentum in your marriage. I want divine momentum behind your children. I want divine momentum behind our church family. I want divine momentum behind your, your career. Is that all right? Can you step into that and claim that in the name of Jesus? And so, and so God loves all of us the, the same. Favoritism would be like saying, I like one kid more than the other, so I'm gonna give that kid something that I'm not going to give the other kids. God's not into favoritism. He, he loves us all the kids, all the same. But my, my kids, my, my, the, the kids that God blessed Dean and I with, since they were babies, they could always walk into my office anytime. And we made that clear to them. I, this, is, this is, you know, dad's office is, is open to you. And and they, they would walk in, and I want to be honest with you, they like owned my office. Alec is 23, and he thinks, I don't know if I should say this, 
but it's the new year. I have a private bathroom in my office that Alex seems to think is his private bathroom. What I'm trying to tell you is since they were babies, they, they just kind of think that my office is where they can come. And you know what? It is. And, and every other kid in the church didn't do that. That wasn't because I didn't love them. It's just because my kids felt a, a, a favor in the fact that they knew who their dad was. They knew the name attached to them got them indoors that if the name wasn't attached to them, they wouldn't be in that door. Is that all right? It got them in places that they otherwise would not be able to do. And that, I'm saying that on my kids. You can say that on your kids. But what if, I got to thinking about this, what if one of my kids developed a chip of bitterness on their shoulder and said, Dad likes this one better than me, and so I'm not going to go in his office anymore. My favor is still on them, but they're not stepping into it. Man, I hope that spoke to you right there. My favor is still on them. I didn't pull back my favor, but they have decided that they no longer want to step in to the favor that God has blessed them with. And so due to that, they're not living in the favor. I want to live in the godly favor that is promised for me as being a carrier of the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. Somebody give us a 2021, I'm on board with that hand clap. Amen? Hallelujah. I have watched Christians in 2020 drop out of visiting the presence of God. That is not God choosing and saying, they're my favorites and so I'm not, no, no. That's them saying, I choose to not recognize the promise that is on me and I am isolating because of my bitterness out of the favor of God. And God's saying, come on kids, I love you with a love that is unconditional and I wanna tell you this church that right here today, I wanna step into the favor of God. Come on, I wanna step into the favor of God. I want to step into the favor of God. Can you give the Lord a big old hand clap of praise today? Amen? Step into the favor of God. And, and, and so favor prompts us. Favor promotes us even in adversity. And I, I see story after story in the word of God. And for, once, for instance, one of those is Joseph. And Joseph was promoted in the midst of adversity because of a favor on his life. Now, I want to stop and say this. Favor did not stop the adversity but promoted him in the middle of it. 
See, we, that, we, we think favor always stops adversity. That, that's, not, that's not the deal. And as soon as we have adversity, we think we're not in the favor of God. That's not the deal. We have promotion in the midst of adversity. And Joseph kept running into a place where every time he come up against adversity, he kept being promoted. And it didn't seem to make sense. His brothers couldn't figure out why it happened. Every time they pushed him down, he came out better. But there was a favor that was placed on his life. Favor, favor insulates us in trials like it did for David. In the midst of trials, favor began to insulate him. It increases us, increases us in famine like it did for Ruth. It did not stop the famine, but increased and provided for Ruth by giving her favor with Boaz. And, 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 and Boaz says, hey, in the field, when she walks in the field, I know it's a time of famine, I know it's a time of tough, but I want you to leave a little bit extra in the field for Ruth because Boaz says, my favor upon him. It's a type of the favor of God. God's saying, that's my child. They can step in my office when they want to. Leave a little extra on the desk. Leave a little extra. I'm not preaching a, preaching a prosperity doctrine. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about God wants to give you and bless you and touch you and insulate you and bring you to a place where you feel an increase even in a time of famine. And when we favor when we favor crazy things starts happening and, and this is what sometimes we don't recognize my wife is so good about this and she helps me so much and, and, and constantly seeing the hand of God in our life and man look, look at what God did here and I said baby you're not right you're right that is, that is the Lord that did that and, and because sometimes we, we can miss some things seeing the favor when we have favor people like us and they don't even know why they're like, I don't know what it is. I just like these people. I just like them. That's the favor of God. God's given you favor. High majority of it, he's given you great favor on your jobs. And people just like you. If they don't, I got some more messages that I don't need to preach to you. Favor gives us power to please the right people at the right time without even trying. It just, the favor of God is, is amazing. It opens what is closed. It, it unlocks what is locked. It lifts what's cast down. It remembers what is forgotten. It defeats whatever opposes. It silences whatever accuses. Favor gives us a break what, when we really need it and we don't even deserve it. It brings the right people into our life when we least expect it. And I want, I want to recognize those things. I want to recognize the favor of God. Favor is better than fame. Favor is better than looks. Favor is better than, mom, uh, than money. One moment of favor can accomplish more than a lifetime of human effort. I need, want, desire, want to stay in the favor of God. Psalms Psalms chapter 90 and verse 17 says this. It says, may the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. 
I want you to, I want you to, would y'all stand with me just a second? And you probably need to stretch your legs a little bit anyway. I want you to take this verse and put this blessing on those around you. Would you do that? I want you to, I want you to turn around and I want you to say, turn around, turn, turn to the side, whatever, and say, may the favor of the Lord, our God, rest on you. All right, let's let, that was a warm-up. That was a warm-up. Y'all are starting to feel the anointing on you now, all right? All right, here we go, here we go, here we go. Now speak it to them with confidence. Speak it to them with confidence. You ready? Look at them. Here we go. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Doesn't that feel good? Does it feel good for that to be spoken over you? Now, now some of you have turned around and told your spouse, and that is awesome because you want the favor of God in your life. Now I want you to practice. We're going to step on out here in the favor of God. I want you to turn around somebody outside your comfort zone. Oh, Lord. Somebody outside your comfort zone. zone. You ready? Look around. People goes, oh, God, I got my math. I know, just, just real quick. Just, just, you don't have to kiss them. You don't have to slap hands. You don't have to shake their hand. You don't have to, but just turn around and say it. Here we go. You ready? May the favor of the Lord, our God, rest on us. One more time. May the favor of the Lord, our God, rest on us. Can you give the Lord a shout of praise? If you receive that in Jesus' name. You may be seated. When the favor of God rests on you, look what it does. It brings you in to a place of peace. I felt like this church had a favor on it in 2020. Because in the midst of chaos, when we stepped in this room, there was a peace. Can I get a witness? There was a peace. There was a favor on this house. Doesn't mean God stopped the adversity, but there was favor. God wants us to enjoy. I'm going to speak this on behalf of Parkway. God wants us to enjoy favor and be fruitful like the early church. He really does. He really does. I want you to look at Acts chapter 2, verse 47 from the early church. It says, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Now, I'm going to talk to you. That was the fun part. The next part is the stepping in. The next part is how to get in the office. The next part is how to step into it. Is it can, I, can I preach that for just a minute? Yeah. Let's talk about that. How to experience favor. By the way, I'm going to teach on this on Wednesday night, this coming Wednesday night. I want you to be here, 7 p.m. It's part two of this very subject. I'm going to keep staying in this room, and I may do it a second Wednesday after that. I don't know. We're just going to... We're just going to rest in the favor of it, okay? But I am going to carry this into Wednesday night. So if you like today's message, come back Wednesday night for part two. If you don't like it, come back Wednesday night for part two. It's going to get more, it's going to get more better. 
The first thing I want us to do is favor comes to the humble. Favor comes to the humble. Let's read it. First Peter chapter 5, verse 5 says, Clothe yourself with humility towards one another because God opposes the proud but shows what? Favor, favor to the humble. Have you ever noticed how God humbles us when we're cocky? It's good. It's good because he's prepping us for favor. Going back to my analogy about my, my kids coming into the office, if I as a father would have ever walked out and heard Alec, Macy, Payne, standing out side of the office telling the other kids, I'm better than you, and so I get to go in there. Daddy's coming out of the office. But I'm coming out of the office to try to reduce the cockiness. Are you understanding? Because I didn't raise my kids like that, feeling like they were entitled. I raised my kids wanting them to understand who they are. I'm a Keating and I belong to Jesus. But I wanted them to have a spirit of humility. And if I'd have picked up on that, I would have jumped on that. Now, the reason I say this is because God is, has that same, he doesn't want you to be full of pride and eat up in self. I'm seeing Every post in this new year, no, not every post. I'm seeing all kind of posts in social media right now going, I'm going to love myself more. I'm going to hug myself more. I'm going to treat myself better. And if you've done that, I, don't, I didn't read yours, okay? I didn't read yours. But I'm just like, I'm like, are, are we ever get to the points when we're going, when I love God more, when I pour myself into others, it's because I love who, what God has made in me. I pour myself into serving it. I pour myself into loving others. I pour myself into loving God. And all of a sudden, who I am gets built up with favor of God. But I gotta tell you, we need a baptism in the church of the living God of just being full of humility again. And humility is not walking in going, oh, like, you know, I'm Eeyore. I just, I just, I'm so, I'm just, you know, I'm humble, huh? No, that's called false humility. But be it walking in humility. And God says, I recognize that. I, I say this often, and, and, and I love this statement. You often know when somebody has humility on them that when you leave from their presence, you feel better about yourself. And the reason why is they didn't talk about themselves the whole time. They inquired in your life. They made you better. They asked questions that brought out the best in you. And God's saying, I want you to step into a life of humility. That doesn't mean, you know, that doesn't mean you can't have nice things. You know, that's not even all we're talking about. God wants you blessed, but, but, but walking with a spirit of humility. Isaiah 66 says, 
Has not my hand made all these things and so they come into being, declares the Lord. These are the ones I look on with favor, those who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my, my word. I just want to be, I just want to say, God, I love you. I'm so honored to carry your name. I'm so honored to step into this door. So honored to step in this office. I'm so honored to step in this place. I'm so honored on Sunday morning at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. to step in the presence of the Lord with my church family. I'm honored and favor comes to the humble. The next is favor comes. Favor comes to the, to the holy. Psalms chapter 84 and verse 11 says, For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And I want to say in the new year, if we want this new favor of God I want you to walk up rightly. I want you to walk up right. He's calling us to integrity, to have integrity, having good character. Carry the fruits of the Spirit. Carry love, joy, peace, goodness, mercy, faithfulness, goodness, gentleness. Put it on everyone around you. Put it on their mind. When I'm doing that and I'm treating people that way and I'm carrying myself in that manner, I am placing, not only living in the favor in my life, but I'm placing it upon others. He's not looking for perfection. He's looking for obedience. Stepping into obedience. Not perfection, but obedience. Leviticus chapter 26, 3 and verse, also verse 9, he says, if you follow my decrees and are careful to obey my commands, I will look on you with favor and make you fruitful and increase your numbers. Favor is, is your reward for obedience. And I, 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 I want to not compromise to the culture that I'm living in. And I, I, I don't want to compromise my Christian faith no matter what is happening around us. I want to stand and I want to live a life holy unto him. Not holy unto you. I'm not interested in getting your favor. That will come, I believe. But I'm interested in the favor of God. The favor of God. I was painting one time, and I'm an artist, painter type dude, and I was painting one time and I dropped to my knees as the Lord was working on me in the middle of a painting. And I dropped to my knees and I said, God, forgive me what I've made holiness into. Forgive me what I've made holiness into. I've made holiness into all these different particulars, but I forget to worship and respond to a God of holiness. I'm gonna tell you, God is holy. God is, I want to be like him. I want to walk in his walk. I want to, I want to speak the way he wants me to speak. 
I want to speak the way he calls me to speak. I want to live. I want to operate. I want to make choices and decisions that are upright, that are based on what God wants me to make in my life. Do you step into that favor today? Hallelujah. I'm not saying that's going to be perfection. If you're looking for that for me, you're looking at the wrong dude. But I'm just telling you, I want to step in his steps. I want to walk in humility, and I want to walk in the holiness of what he's calling me to walk into. I want God to put godly convictions in my life because I've got to stay saved. I've got to stay saved. And I want, I want to be close enough to, the, to the, the mouth of God, the voice of God, that he sees my weakness and he convicts me in areas to protect me and guard me and guide me. We're going into... Monday week, we're going into a time of prayer and fasting. And, and, and oh to God that in that prayer and fasting that you would lean into the voice of God. Not that God make my neighbor holy and God make my person who sits next to me at church holy, but God create within me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. That's all I'm responsible for. That's all I'm responsible for. To step in his presence and him create in me the right spirit, the right attitude. I, um, I, I, in ministry, this scripture has come to play so many times and I use it, my wife hears me say it quite often. But it says the way of the transgressor is hard. Now, why is that? Is that because God doesn't love them? Is that because uh, it's, it's hard in their life because God he picks favorites and he, he, he has more favoritism over here? No, 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 no. It's because the person has made a choice and a decision to step out and walk a hard path. Hard path. And God is saying, the way of the transgressor is hard. Step back in. Step back into my path. And I'll help you in every step of life. I'll walk with you. I need the Lord walking with me, man. I need the Lord walking into our 2021. Next favor comes to the hungry. Comes to the hungry. Second Kings chapter 13 and verse 4 says... Then Jehoaz sought the favor of the Lord. Somebody say he sought after it. He sought the favor of the Lord, and the Lord listened to him, for he saw the oppression of Israel, how the king of Syria oppressed them. He sought after. We all face hardship. We all face oppressions from the enemy. We face that. We all face that. But God's favor wants to wake up the king inside of me so sometimes in life, there are things in life that happen that the enemy tries to bring on us. And God sometimes allows those things in. He doesn't create those things, but he allows those things. And he's wanting me to use what seems negative in my life to create, to create a hunger in my spirit that I want more of God. If you were not raised in the church, 
If you were raised in the church, been around the church all your life, maybe you will not instantly jump on this. But if you were not raised in the church, what brought you to church? What brought you to God? What brought you to say, I've tried the Frank Sinatra way. I've tried to do it my way. (laughs) And it's not working very good. And so I want to try it another way, and I'm going to try it his way. And somewhere through the tough things and struggles of life, I find myself in his presence, that presence, that's the hunger of God, and God recognizes my hunger. I, I am, I've been pastoring a, a, a little while now. Uh, December the 12th was 19 years. I don't want to lose the hunger for God. God's blessed us with a nice church. We have nice facilities. He's blessed us. He's given us all blessings. I have the greatest church family in the entire world. You people love me and I love you. If you don't love me, don't tell me. But I love you, but I don't want to get so comfortable that I don't that I'm not hungry for the things of God. I'm hungry. In 2021, God recognizes hunger, and I want to stay hungry for the presence of God. Can I get a witness in the house today? He wants us hunger. So in our prayer life, in a little over a week, we're going to start a time of prayer. In my prayer life, I want to pray, God, make me help me to be hungry again. When you prevail in God's presence, every life situation has to bow down has to bow down. Your prayer life opens the doors of God's favor in your life. I, I'm, I'm trying to abide in this principle in the new year, and I'm going to put it on my heart in the name of Jesus, and that is this principle of you get what you are, what you go for. You get what you go for. If you don't go for it, you're not hungry. But if you go for it, if you want freedom, go for it. If you want deliverance, go for it. If you want a better marriage, go for it. If you want a better career, go for it. If you want your walk with God, which is first and paramount, be the best it's ever been, go for it. Jesus says, ask and knock because if you seek, you will. But we need some seekers and I want to be a seeker and I honestly believe this I honestly believe this, that we are entering as a church into a season of the Lord's divine favor on our church. Boy, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, I believe we are entering, I'm going to say it again, we are entering into a season of a divine favor favor. That doesn't mean God has favoritism and he loves us more than the church down the road. It's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying in this moment, this church, there's a chain reaction and God's been setting us up and I've been preaching about chain reaction to close out the year last year but I believe we're in a season of multiply. I believe we're in a season that we're stepping, anybody anybody gonna believe it with me? That we're in a season of divine favor upon this church and it might be something you think well that's what everybody says every year I don't say that every year you may hear some TV evangelists say that every year but I don't say that every year but I feel like there is something on the precipice of what God is doing that I feel like we're stepping 
Can anybody, can anybody grab hold of that? Is anybody hungry enough? Is anybody hungry enough to grab hold of that with me today? Hallelujah. Anybody hungry enough to step into that? Would you stand with me and say, I step into that, Pastor. I step into that. I come to God humble. I come to God hungry. I come to God asking for his holiness upon my life. Now is your time. Go for it. Go for it, man. Get after it. It's a new day. It's a new time. It's a new season. You're here for such a time as this. It's not an accident that you're here today. This is our moment. This is our time. This is our season. I'm about to announce something this church. I'm about to announce something this church here in just a few minutes. But I'm gonna sing us. We're gonna sing a song first. And I want them to get ready to sing, but we're gonna sing a song and I'm gonna announce something to this church that I hope just blesses your soul because what I'm telling you that we're stepping in divine favor, if you hadn't been listening, you better listen because God's up to something. He's up to something. And you came today on a good day because I'm gonna tell you, I've already been telling you something good, but I'm gonna tell you something else good today. I want you to read this verse with me. It's Luke chapter, Luke chapter four, verses eighteen through nineteen. Luke chapter four. And I want us to. I have. I've had you repeating today, so we're going to do a little bit more. Is that all right? I want you to read this verse. I want you to read this verse. I want you to read it with hunger. Do you read it with belief? I want you to read it with faith. Are you ready? Y'all ready? Here we go. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Hold on, let's stop. What's your name? Speak it out. Some people are going, oh, I had so much food last, I don't even know my own name. Here we go, you ready? I want you to replace me with your name. Is that cool? So I'm going to say Nathan. My first name is Nathan. I'm going to say Nathan, you ready? Here we go. Now, if you forget and say Nathan, I'm going to receive that blessing. But I'm trying to get you to say your own name, okay? Here we go. You ready? The Spirit of the Lord is upon Nathan. For he has anointed Nathan to bring good news to the poor. He has sent Nathan to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. That's New Testament, people. That's New Testament. That's New Testament. Favor is God making you what no man ever thought you could be. I, I, I don't know if you're a, I know people come from all different kind of backgrounds and where there's people that enjoy lifting their hands, people that haven't stepped into that yet. But if you have, would you just lift your hands and the Lord to the Lord right now? And I want you to pray the favor of the Lord upon your house. Hallelujah, if that's, if that's stretching you too hard, just pray, I just pray, would you do that? Lord, I'm asking you to bless every home, bless every house. God, I'm asking you to reach out and touch kids that have walked away from God. God, bring them back to the presence. Let them come back indoors. Let them step back indoors, God.
Let them walk back into places that they they thought were dried up. Let them walk back into victory and healing and restoration. God, people that COVID has washed out of the church that have lost their, their way, God, I'm asking you to draw them back in time. Lord, bring them back to the house. Let them know that they can step back in and feel the glory of the Lord and the touch of the Lord in this house. God, I ask you to touch every person online right now, God. Every person across this nation that may be listening to us, God, touch them in the name of Jesus. Let favor be upon their home in the name of Jesus Christ. And the Jesus in the name of Jesus Christ. Can you give can you give the Lord some kind of love today? Can you give him your love today? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. May favor be upon your house. May favor be upon your choices that you make. May favor be upon every move that you make. Favor be upon your children. Well, I feel the presence of the Lord in this room right now. I want to speak something to you today, and this is a, a something I want to tell the church, and I'm so I'm so excited about it. We introduced to you a few weeks ago that next Sunday we have a new minister and his wife coming into the church to to join the team to, to help with dot three. In us, uh, in our church, dot three, and uh, help with our life groups, and also help what I introduced this church with about our life houses. And there's a lot going into that story, and there's a lot going behind the scenes that God's doing some amazing things. And I'm so blown away and freaked out by that. But I got to give you another piece of it. I got to give you another piece of it. So next sun, next Sunday, the tenth, Cody and Melanie will be here for the first time with us but um, I gotta the timing is crazy but and I'll tell all of that to you later but I preached something here at this church a few weeks ago on a Sunday morning and I told a story and on Sunday night it started coming to pass for this church and I'll tell you all about that later but Tonight at 6 p.m., tonight at 6 p.m., Cody and Melanie's church are gathering together at their church to vote on whether they want to merge into this church. The entire church says we want to be a part of Parkway Life. Now, this church is, with the COVID, the way the attendance is going in churches, they're, they're down, their church is running about 50 people or so. Before COVID, I think they're around 75 or 80, but about 50 people. And Cody and Melanie started going to them and saying, hey, uh, you know, we're resigning as pastor and we're going to Parkway. And the people started saying, well, well we're going too. And he goes, what? That wasn't in the plans. That, that's not what him and I talked about. We... And uh, he called me on Sunday night, the week of the first week that I preached about uh, the vision of 2021. He called me and said, are you sitting down? He said, man, everybody that I'm telling that I'm coming to Parkway said, we're going with you. And so 
tonight they have a vote at 6 p.m. to vote on whether the church, the board has already, I've already met with the board at our church, their board at our church, and they're like, we're ready. We want to be a part of what God's doing here. And I talk with them, and they ask me questions, and they ask me doctrinal things. They ask me all kind of things. And we're walking through, and God's doing some crazy cool stuff. And in that moment, they recommended to the church that they would do this, and so tonight at 6, they'll vote. And I want to take this moment. First of all, I want to tell you, is God doing something? I tried to tell you. God's doing, and y'all hadn't even heard the half of the story, but I'm going to tell you what I can tell you. God's doing some crazy cool things, and his favor is on this church. It's a year of multiplying for Parkway Life. Can you claim it? And so, so this is what we're going to do right now. I want the will of God. I want the will of God. I want the will of God for this church because I think it's God's favor on that church also that he is, he is leading them into this house. Uh, Cody and Melanie are beyond excited about coming here, but their church is fired up. I mean, this is a church in Sour Lake, and, and they're like, I said, Cody, what about your mom? She's, you, think, you think some of these people drive? He said, my mama has already driven it. She timed it the other day from her house to here. I said, well, how far is it? He said, 22 minutes. I said, man, that ain't nothing. And he said, they're, 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 these people are fired up. And I had to stop today and tell this church about it because if the vote goes the way, way it looks to go, next Sunday, this church will be here. I got, I got chills. Next Sunday. Next, next Sunday. Did you hear me? Huh? Well, you ought to sing better after that. Huh? Next Sunday. And you know what we're going to do? They're, if they vote and they do this, they're letting go of that and they're walking into this and I'm going to tell you what next Sunday I want you to get here early get your, get your love game on you can do it COVID style whatever but I want us to welcome these folks into this house I don't want them to feel one moment y'all I cannot tell you how smooth this has went do y'all know anything about churches it can be a mess on this kind of stuff this thing has been like, like as smooth as the hand, hand of God can make it. I mean, when, the, when the, I brought the board here and I walked them through our building, they were like, oh my God. And, and I'll tell you this, they feel like they're coming to a massive church. And I said, this, this church may be a lot bigger than yours, but it has a small feel. And I want you to wa- let them feel family I want you to let them feel love. We're not here to debate them. We're not here to argue with them. We didn't do that with you when you came here. Amen. We didn't hear to we didn't do, we didn't try to size them up. We didn't try to see if they're good or bad. These are good solid people, man. They're solid people. And I, when they walk in this room, I want you to help me love them. Reach out to them. But right now we're going to pray for God's will on that church and on this one because we want the perfect hand of God. And if this doesn't work out just like this, we're going to trust the hand of God in it. Amen?
Is that cool? So I want you to help me pray right now because they meet at six and we're gonna, we're gonna be covering them with prayer. Heavenly Father, I come in the name of Jesus Christ. God, I am praying favor on that body of believers just like you have, you have spoken favor over this body. God, let them have your wisdom, your guidance, your direction. Let them make every step according to the will of God. God, walk with them. If this is in your plan and this is in your will, God, I ask you to guide the discussions, guide the votes, guide the hand of God. If there any be anyone that God uh, would be struggling against the will of God, God, let on either side, either way, God, let them step in to the unified presence of the Lord and let them do what you called them to do for this hour. God, we trust you and believe you and we thank you. We thank you. We thank you in Jesus' name. And the church said amen. Now, a few weeks ago, or, or Monday, my wife and I, we had a, a warm day here in southeast Texas and we took our boat out. And uh, my wife, my wife, uh, she, she don't like backing the truck up. But she backed the truck up. With the, with the trailer, I'm talking about with the trailer. I mean, it was a big moment. And I made the turn to come towards, because I always have to park the boat, get out. And, I mean, it's like, I'm, I'm going, you know. And I made the corner. And Adina, oh, I love her so much. Adina was down at the water. And she was going, I did it. I did it. I did it. And I thought, Lord, this is going to be a year of favor. <laughs> but she was so excited, and I looked at her. I didn't tell her this, but her jumping out my heart, forget the backing up, just her cuteness alone got me. And I said, Lord, let me steward this and love this girl the way I'm supposed to love her. God, she's so sweet. And I want to steward all my life the love for her. And I'm speaking that over this church today, that if next Sunday, next Sunday, I don't know why God has given me the gift of Adina Keating, but I want to steward that well. But I don't know why God's possibly letting a whole church come to us. But I'm doing this. And I'm also praying, God, let Parkway steward that well. Is that cool? Let us steward that well. Let us love them the way we're supposed to love them. Let us touch them. Let us be there. Let us be their new family. Let us love them. This is a big, this is a tough moment. It's a tough moment. Some of them have went to that church all their life. The founder's daughter, who is up and probably seven years old, goes to that church and she's going, let's go to Parkway. I don't know what God's doing. It's unbelievable. But we're going to steward we're going to love that well. And the church said amen. Amen. God bless you. I hope you've enjoyed church today. God is a faithful God, and may God's favor be upon you. We'll see you Wednesday night. I'm going to talk about the part two of this. Have a blessed, 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 blessed week. Thank you for being here today.